Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Manifestation Mastery on Blog Talk Radio. Life-changing manifestations with your host, Sterling Meyer. Yes, welcome to Manifestation Mastery, episode 28. I'm your host, manifestation expert, Sterling Meyer. I am the CEO of Intuitive Life by Sterling and Give Your Life Now. I'm also the author of a newly released book this year, The AOM System Manifestation Mastery in 30 Days, available through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So I want to welcome you guys and let you know that this show is dedicated to you, the listeners who actually make the show possible. Without you, my guests and I would be having conversations with the walls. And really, what good would that conversation do in the world? So there's nothing like connecting with the human race, my species who I love so dearly, each and every one of you out there. So I, I want to just let you guys know that uh, the call-in number is 516-387-1582, 516-387-1582. You can call in with any of your questions regarding manifesting. Yeah, so you can become a master at manifesting. We are all creators of our lives. This is a fact. This So wouldn't we want to master creating our lives, our experiences, and our outcomes? Shouldn't this be the number one thing that we learn to do, that we understand how to do so we can get, have those experiences, have the things that we want in our lives, the outcomes that we want in our lives? So... Manifestation share, ding, 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 ding. Tonight's show is really concentrated on current affairs that we're struggling with. But before we get into that, I just want to share with you this incredible manifestation share that my client had just shared with me the other day. She was actually, you know, wanting to find this perfect music teacher um she knew she created all right let's back up a second she created everything that this person would be like and what it would be like to be working with this person even like what they would look like and i kid you not the same day she manifested the perfect music teacher and it really really happened And she had such great experiences with this person thus far. It has been exactly what she envisioned. All right. That is, that's manifesting. That's powerful manifesting. That's mastery. So, again, tonight's show is really concentrated on these current affairs we're struggling with. We've got a lot of stress out there. We've got domestic abuse. We have relationship breakdowns. We have people having 
personal breakdowns with their relationship with themselves. This is such an important topic. All relationships, including family, are everything that truly matters to us in our world. So why would we consider killing off the most important thing in our lives? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because ultimately, we just want to destroy ourselves, destroy our lives, our misery, our upsets, our disappointments, our frustrations. And it all begins with our own self-loathing, the hatred of ourselves, our inner world. It's not actually our outer world that we're struggling with. It's our inner world. We actually perceive this the other way around than it truly is. Even though it appears, this is the illusion, that the problem lies in the world around us, in the circumstances and situations that surround us, that we struggle with. We think if that would just change, we'd be okay. But this is so untrue. Don't buy into the lie. At least consider, at least consider what I'm saying right now. You know, be open to the idea. Ponder it. That's the first step to seeing clearly what I'm saying so things can actually turn around for you. Because no one wants to destroy their spouse or their children or their family or themselves. Because all, all that is most cherished, but the mental state of our world is at its highest breaking point. We've always been on this road that has taken us to where we are now. We just haven't really taken it as seriously as we should, or we would have turned a significant corner a long time ago. Now, I'm not going to read the recent headlines that drove me to create this episode, as many other podcasters would do simply to shock and horrify and get your attention because I have too much respect for you and your intelligence to spell it out to you. Because you know enough from your own experience, hearing the news, and or, you know, use your imagination. That suffice alone. That, you know, I, I also have compassion for you listeners and would not want to cause you to feel any worse than you may already do the kinds of uh, killings we're hearing about are not done in peace. It's quite the opposite. They're brutal. They're extreme. And that demonstrates the state of minds of these people. They've been driven mad. Why? Why are we not taking it upon ourselves, society, to get present to that which is desperately a cry for help in our society? We have the tools. We have the keys, the knowledge, but it's not being supported enough for people to know about it. Crisis hotlines are overloaded and they often are too afraid to really help other than listen for fear of being sued for anything they may say. 
being responsible for saying anything that could lead them being responsible for something. I mean, come on, that's not help. That's not any kind of help at all. Because people need direction. They need tools. They need to be directed, guided, counseled with love, compassion, understanding. Not simply listened to as if they're talking to a brick wall. We are all in some kind of mental crisis. This is because of, operative word here, stress. The number one killer. We're going to talk about more ways than you know of to combat this stress. Rather, let's put it in words that are empowering versus something we have to fight or struggle with. Because, you know, fighting is resistance. And whatever that we're trying to ward off, we're trying to resist, we're trying to push away, we're trying to stuff down, the more we create it into the existence the more we create the very thing that we don't want the most. Surrendering, acceptance, that's the best way to preserve our own personal power. From there, we're left with possible solutions to the issues that we face in life. So let's look at the fundamentals of dysfunctional relationships. Where does this dysfunction begin? How did we get to where we are now? Struggling with dysfunctional relationships, including the relationship that we have with ourselves. This is the most important one. Because if we have a healthy, wonderful, empowering experience, of ourselves, then we have access to the solutions. We have solved the problem because the problem is never outside of us. It's always within us. We are the creators of our world. And if we're doing just great, I mean, imagine, think about it. When you were doing just great, was there anything that could get in your way? Was there anything that could annoy you or bother you or take you down when you're just on top of the world? No. There's nothing. Life is easy. Life is a dance. Life is a breeze. Things fall into place. Synchronicity. Everything. The timing. Everything flows. All right, so... I'm going to pose a little example here. A man is raised by a stern and strict mother and or father. He then interprets their stern behavior as whatever I do, I'm not good enough. Because they're being so stern or so strict must mean that there's something wrong with me, that I'm not good enough. When in actuality... Their stern and strict behavior is a message of love. It's a message of caring. Because this, it's the only way they know how to get the results they desire, which is for you to do well in life, to be happy, be actualized, 
successful. So they resort to being what looks like cold and uncaring, but quite the opposite. Do you follow what I'm saying? They think that if they deny you things they perceive as unhealthy, be cold to you when you bring home a poor report card. They think that you will snap to attention. And the coldness or reprimand will wake you up towards wanting to do better in life. Who doesn't want their child to do the best they can? You say, I was doing the best I can. Well, not to them. Because they believe in you. Maybe more than you believe in yourself. They believe you can do better. Now, you might be thinking, why is she using this example of something that that uh, happened as a child. What does this have to do with me now? Well, everything that you are now was constructed as a child between the ages of 3 and 17. So who you are today is a product of all that you interpreted, all the meanings you created about everything that you perceived in your life. All of that got created then and is now being played out again, is now being experienced again, is now being the way that you relate to yourself and everything in the world, all based on that which you invented between those ages. So it has everything to do with who you are today and what you believe, how you think things are. So there you are. You grow up. You seek a relationship. Now you're hardwired in that way that you think. You think that all that upset from growing up with your parents will get righted. It's going to be corrected. You just find a partner that will make up for all these disturbing experiences. Now, here's your side note. Those disturbing, and I say it in quotes, were only disturbing because of what you made it mean about you. I mean, you could have also interpreted it as God, they seem so cold and uncaring about my feelings, but really, they just want me to do well in the world because they love me and they know no other way to help me, and this is the best that they can do. This is what they know. You could have interpreted it that way, and you never would have made it mean anything disempowering about yourself, such as, God, what's wrong with me? There must be something wrong with me, or I'm not good enough. To make them happy. The most everyone has good intentions. Everyone has, everybody wants the same thing. Be happy, successful, fulfilled, self-actualized in life. Most everyone has these good intentions and intentions are great, but without the tools one needs, that's when it backfires. So this man Yeah, finds a mate and expects that mate to make up for what was lacking 
or heartbreaking about growing up with his parents. Looking for that mate to prove that he is enough because he believes he isn't. Now I'm going to pick you out to be my mate so you can fix me, make me whole, make me feel good about myself so that I feel like I am enough. Right? So, that mate, this is, this is the million dollar answer here, that mate can never correct what went wrong with the parents or parent. Never. That person, these uh, cars, these jobs, these careers, this money, these people are never going to make you really believe that you are enough. For a long-term experience. Yeah, for a moment there be a thrill there. Oh, I feel like I've arrived. I am enough. I feel good. And then, you know, that fizzles out because it was just an illusion. Because that which is outside of you is never going to correct that which you invented, which was that something is wrong with me. I'm lacking. I'm not good enough. So do you see the delusion here? Because that mate or that job or that money or that career or that home or that kid, that child that, you know, that you have, that family, it's ne- it cannot ever convince you that you're good enough. We seek this correction from the wrong sources outside of ourselves, not within. And it's absurd. It's ab- insane. But it's what we do. Look how backwards we live. And we need to understand the only one who can correct these misunderstandings, this misconception constructed beliefs this incorrect information is ourselves and maybe working it out with the parents now some of us have lost our parents or a parent and that essentially does not matter because we our most powerful source can heal ourselves that's the way we're designed Yeah, we are designed to heal ourselves, our bodies, our emotions, our thought patterns, our souls, our whole self. We're so busy trying to fix ourselves through our partners and friends and chasing after fun. Don't get me wrong, I love fun vacations and buying sprees and gadgets and plastic surgery and making money and buying or leasing luxury cars, drinking, gambling, playing video games, watching shocking things to distract us or make us feel better, watching others suffer. Oh, how that list is endless. Now, even more than ever. But we will never heal that way. In fact, the more we neglect the healing process, 
within ourselves that only we that only we can do the more suffering we create for ourselves there are four things guys there are four things i believe that should be priority in school that should be taught in school ongoingly i mean just even beyond school but it really should start early in school and that's relationship skills communication skills parenting skills and manifestation mastery how to create anything you desire that is true and in alignment to your deepest soul's desires yeah if we taught those things we wouldn't have the upsets not nearly to the degree not even a, a, a fraction of what we experience. This is what this is the source of our stress because we don't understand these things. This is where everything breaks down because we don't have these relationship skills and we don't have parenting skills and we don't have communication skills and we don't have the skills to manifest anything we ever could possibly want over and beyond our wildest imaginings. But imagine if we did have all those things. Where's the problem? There's very few problems that would arise. Because these are the things that are the foundation of our lives. And we suffer for not having these skills. It's not taught to us in school, nor can we rely on our parents to teach us. The only solution is for us to take it upon ourselves. Make this a number one priority in our lives. For the sake of our lives and others' lives, we, we cannot afford not to. Our lives truly depend on it. And to end this suffering and destruction. And people, there, there's help out there for disappearing stress. And we're going to talk about some of the things that you can do to eliminate stress, disappear it. Number one, meditate consistently. Now, I know there's been so much hype about meditating, but do you really think this practice would still be around if it was just a fad or a trend after hundreds of thousands of years? 30 minutes to a day, minimum. Meditation has been known to be superior to sleep, rejuvenation. Meditation can heal your mind, your emotional state, your body, your physiological self, your physical self. And the benefits are life-changing. But one has to do it on a daily basis. You can't try it once and expect a magic bullet. Did you know there really isn't such a thing as a magic bullet? Even a pill that helps you in the moment has big side effects sooner or later, and the effects can actually stop working. Yeah, the, medic, the medicine can stop working. Then what do you do? Where do you go then? Anti-anxiety pills for depression. You know, they were only intended for extreme situations and to be used for short-term while seeking therapy. But you didn't know that. Well, how could you? It's gotten so out of hand. We are products, guys, of conditioning. That's it. The way you are now is a product of repetition. Why not use 
the benefit of conditioning to your advantage. Your nervous system is a product of conditioning. You can recondition it by meditating. Create another state to exist in called peace and quiet from within. The peace and quiet within is all that is important. That's all. What is not peaceful outside of yourself will follow suit and become peaceful by shifting to peace. Disappearing all on its own, all of its by its own accord. If you are creating that peace within yourself, everything around you and the people around you will be profoundly affected. Just like we are affected when we're around a stressed out person. We become stressed out. So create the peace within you and everything that you've been struggling with around you will transform as well. I also have meditation on the go, which is a series of meditations that you can do while you're living your life, while you're driving your car, while you're washing your dishes, while you're, you know, uh, taking a shower, while you're doing anything. Really, anything that doesn't need 100% of your focus and attention, you can do these exercises. You have millions of opportunities throughout the day You can find this information on my blog, on my website, getyourlifenow.com, and intuitivelifebysterling.com. Look on the blogs and type in search meditation on the go. All right, number two, go camping. I mean really go camping, not go for an overnighter or have a busy schedule while camping. To receive the healing effects nature provides, you've got to give nature time. We've encased ourselves in layers of stress. It takes a little time to unpeel all those layers to a state of what feels like a lightness of being, a knowing from within that no matter what, everything really is okay, a stillness a quiet, a strength, vision of all desirable. Things are possible when in nature do nothing but observe. If this proves challenging for you, even better. And that's a sign you absolutely need to do it because restlessness is a sign that you're out of your true state and totally out of alignment with your life. The once aligned, Life's magic and miracles are showered upon you. And the hellish side of life disappears and is replaced by the heavenly side of existence. Give yourself a solid week at least to really reap deep and lasting effects. Now I see I've got a caller coming in. Just give me a moment. I'm going to be back and I'm going to tell you what I just did.
All right, thanks for hanging in there. I just had to get a little something here so I can take this call. Now, I just placed my headphones to the side. I had to go get it just a little further than my arm could reach. So, yeah, really give it some real time. Go out there and just do nothing. Connect with what's around you, and that's it. Really unplug. All right, so let's take this caller here. And hello, this is 605 area code. Who do we have on the line? My name's Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you? How you doing? Good. Okay. I came by because I wanted to find out. <coughs> Excuse me. I wanted to find out if you were a relationship counselor or if you were somebody who believes um, in the law of attraction. Yes, that's what I do. Both or one? Yeah. 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 Yeah, both. Is there a particular question that you had or just, yeah, both? Okay, yeah. So if, uh, what kind of advice would you give a woman who's just about to, who thinks she may be entering into a relationship um, about how to enhance that relationship in case she gets into it? Okay, let me see if I understand your question. Somebody is supposed this woman that you're referring to is about to get into a relationship and you're wondering how she can enhance it? Yeah, any woman. Let's say, for example, I come to you, I'm a woman, and I know you're, you're a relationship counselor. So I say to you, I think, um, I know that I like this particular person I'm dating, but... I don't know if I'm ready for a relationship yet, but if I, you might ask me. And if I say yes, what can I do as a female, as a woman, to enhance the relationship, to make it work? Well, I think it's, it's really important in the early stages to really take your time to get to know that person. I think that intimacy can, should really be held off until that trust, has been created. This trust is the bedrock of a relationship, and it's sacred. And everything resides, everything relies on the trust. And that trust is by giving uh, the, the, the people, the two, a chance to get to know each other, to see the consistency, to see who they really are, to really understand, not through what somebody tells them, but through experience. And this is really what's going to create the longevity in the relationship and, again, that trust. So when oftentimes people are very attracted and they want to rush into, you know, emotional, emotionally charged situations that involve intimacy. And what this does is it actually jeopardizes the relationship because the trust hasn't been built there. And a lot of emotions get unearthed. A lot of even past upsets get unearthed. There's a lot of vulnerability that is being felt. There's just a feeling of not really feeling safe in the relationship. Sometimes the woman will, uh, you know, start to become overly emotional. She's getting overly, you know, emotionally charged. The man might want to withdraw. 
This creates a lot of confusion in the relationship, and it's all because the, the trust hasn't been established. The trust can be established if they're, if they're relating to one another as, you know, on a friendly kind of basis because it's a safe place to build trust because the emotions have okay, not... I'm going, to agree, and, I'm going to agree with you that trust is especially important. It's the foundation of any worthwhile, healthy relationship. Yeah. But, again, let's say I am 25 to 29, and I've been dating somebody, and he's a good guy. So far, he hasn't shown me any um, any uh, warning signs, um, and he, he believes that we should become a couple. So I'm not exactly um, suspicious about it, but... I just want to know if I say yes, and if I become his and he becomes mine, what can I, as a woman, do to make sure that the relationship, now again, you mentioned trust, what can I do to enhance the relationship uh, from, my, uh, from my feminine aura, for lack of a better word? To bring a level of femininity over to the relationship, is that what you're saying? Or to, when you say enhance it, I mean, I'm not sure if I totally yeah, follow clients, you. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. You've got clients, let's say they're, um, they're in a relationship, but they're in it for only about a year or so. And uh-huh. they feel like maybe they're kind of floundering through. So uh-huh. they come to you, they're not, they're not on the rocks yet. But they've been advised to come to somebody who might uh, steer them in the right direction. So you talk to both of them. You talk to the man singularly. You talk to the woman singularly. What advice would you give the woman so that she can do whatever would be necessary to make the relationship work? Well, you know, I think that it's really important. Once you've established certain things, one of them being trust, yeah, and open lines of communication. That means feeling safe to be able to say anything that needs to be said without reprimand, but understanding. I'm talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. So those open lines of communication has to be agreed upon. And then once the other thing that's established, such as bringing workability and cooperation to the table when it comes to the relationship, this is very important as well. So these are some of the these are some of the things that 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 bedrock that foundation this is part of those those fundamental things that need to be in place. I think when those things are in place then it's natural for for the the relationship to to be enhanced, shall we say, or to actually be strengthened and to be easy to function in for both people because these things have been discussed and agreed upon. You know, what's important to one another? What is it, you know, is it, is it, is there an acceptance there of the person for everything they are, everything they're not? These are important things too. Is, is anybody asking anybody to change who they really are? Do they, you know, these are things that need to be unearthed. And I think when a lot of this gets on the table and it's being discussed, I think it's only natural 
that the relationship is strengthened and the natural and the relationship has a natural evolution to it that doesn't have to be contrived or figured out because those things are there and in place. Now both people feel that level of trust and they understand what's going on. They can resume their relationship together and allow it to evolve and grow and expand over time. Uh-huh. So you would just tell the woman what? Um, try to develop trust. Trust, open lines of communication, workability and cooperation. You know, you, you have to really, I think a woman and a man need to really be clear about what is important in a relationship and what's not important. Okay, and and so what would you tell what would you tell her that she would have to bring to the table to for her to be thought of as a good um a good partner in the relationship because there are two people in the relationship both people have to bring something to the table what would you advise the woman to do in order to make the relationship work from her point of view from her standpoint um from her side of the aisle it's it's both of those things. It's I mean, for both people, it's the same. So that she would have to bring the same level of, you know, hey, uh, communication, open lines of communication. I want you to know, you know, Bob or whoever it is, that you can always be open and honest with me. Like, I'm, I'm not going to make you wrong for anything. I'm not going to judge or criticize you. Because I want you to feel safe. And what I promise to do in return is to understand where you're coming from. Understand your point of view. Like, I don't have to agree with it, but I can accept it. And if somebody, male or, or uh, female, feels like that they're able to safely express themselves without there being hell to pay or consequences that are too high to deal with, you know, then, then they, then they feel like it's a safe space and they can be themselves. And this is important for both people. And they feel like that they can actually be self-expressed like that. See, this is the problem with a lot of relationships. There's so much resentment and stuff because people don't feel safe to even talk to each other because they feel like the other person is going to come down on them, make them wrong, criticize and judge them instead of just being accepting and either agreeing or not agreeing. But acceptance is key. Hmm. Well, so far that seems to be the most important thing you've said about what a woman can bring. Yeah. And the man should bring it too. Yeah. (laughs) Because. Men need to feel safe. Men don't Absolutely. have the luxury of being open, of being open with uh, the, the majority of females in America because uh, women seem to always want somebody who's not there. They want a particular image of a person instead of a person that they've actually met. And it's a drawback. A lot of men feel, uh, even with a relationship they've been in for, for years, that they really can't express their vulnerabilities. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the woman would be especially judgmental. And that's mm-hmm. because of the, uh, the kind of romantic culture that's been inculcated in the minds of women. So I would say basically about the same kind of thing that you said. 
that if she can bring an acceptance up to a point, I mean, the guy can't be a complete asshole, but if she can bring um, an acceptance of his personality after knowing him for, let's say, five or six or seven months and mm-hmm. getting a pretty good idea of what he most likely will be in a one-on-one relationship, if, he can, if she can let him know that um, and make him feel that no matter how bad you feel, no matter how anxious you feel, no matter how many times you feel that you may have fallen down on, on some kind of level, I will be there for you. I think that would be extremely important for a woman to bring to a relationship. Unfortunately, um, those kind of um, ideals and elements aren't really discussed prior to a relationship. Well, that's part of the skill of communication and, I mean, relationships. As I was speaking about earlier, you know, part of the things that I believe that school should have is is, is a class in relationships, communication, parenting, and manifesting. These should be fundamental, basic classes that are being taught at an early age all the way up through, you know, even past college. It could be ongoing. But these, these things are missing, and this is why relationships are so tough. But the truth is, and the secret is, relationships are real easy, real easy, if you've got the right information and the right tools. They are a piece of a cake. They're easy. But people don't give, uh, people don't communicate. They don't talk about the things that you and I are talking about right now. This is part of the trust that we're talking about and let you know that you can say whatever. I'm not here to change you. I can appreciate you for who you are. To find the greatness in the person, relate to the greatness in the person instead of trying to pick holes and finding flaws. This is, this, is, this is not the way to conduct a relationship, but so many people do. But if you relate to somebody's greatness, then they're going to be able to show up as their authentic great self. And then all those other areas, and I don't even like to use the word flaws, but let's, you know, or even weaknesses for that matter, but let's just say underdeveloped aspects of that, their character, is something that they're going to be able to, to uh, grow and, and, and cultivate those areas that are underdeveloped because they are being related to as the greatness that they already are. And they're going to be able to grow and flourish under those circumstances because there's nobody in, you know, people are not flawed. They just have underdeveloped and, and other aspects of themselves that are developed. And as we go on this journey, the whole idea is, and we can go back to the, terminology that I'm not crazy about with strengths and weaknesses. So here they are, you know, they've got these things going for them and this gives them the opportunity to actually develop and cultivate the other areas that could be called like their weaknesses and expand on that and grow that. And then they can start, you know, become more and more of an evolved human being as time goes on, as they're on this journey of life. And this is the partnership is great because this is a great opportunity with a partner. You have those opportunities, um, those challenges to be able to grow. And without those challenges, you never have breakthroughs. And you have to have a challenge in order to have a breakthrough. And everybody loves a breakthrough, but they only come from challenges. So that partner is actually there as a catalyst for growth, which is a beautiful thing. But how are we going to grow if we lived on an island all by ourselves? We'd be the same person we were, you know. We'd never grow and evolve. 
So this is really important in the relationship is being able to accept each other for everything they are and everything they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and how would you, how would you approach a female who may have had bad relationships and that's contaminating her current relationship, or she may have had when she was five, six, seven, or eight, a bad family yeah. life. And yeah. Maybe she yeah. needs a lot more. Maybe she needs a lot more of male nurturing or male acceptance than the usual woman. So well, how, every every woman. Mm-hmm. Every woman, every man needs to go back and actually heal that which got created between those formative years of approximately three and seventeen before they're actually in the position to be in a healthy relationship, experience a healthy relationship. Because everything about their world as an adult today was formulated and created by themselves, constructed solely by their own design between the ages of three and seventeen. So it's important to go back and not only realize that all that which was uh, deemed as unfortunate is actually not unfortunate and or also that they actually interpreted it and created it to be that way when it wasn't. If you were listening to the earlier part of the show, we were talking about relationships and how people become dysfunctional in their relationships based on the dysfunction that they solely created themselves between those formative in those years that are the formative years and if they can go back and transform those dysfunctions then they're not going to have this quote-unquote baggage of relationships that are going to destroy the relationship ultimately you know so this is very important and this is where the manifestation the AOM system comes into play because utilizing the AOM system within just a matter of you know hours and days in just a few weeks can absolutely transform all of those blocks and all of those disempowering stories and beliefs and and completely transform them so that when they are in a relationship, they don't have that kind of stuff that they're bringing into it. They don't have that self-loathing. They don't have that, you know, lack of confidence. They don't have that, oh, my gosh, you know, well, daddy or mommy was like this with me. I hope this person is not going to be like that always hounding me or always criticizing me or always making me feel bad or trying to control me and this and that. And they're always trying to seek, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to seek this, this change, if you will, or they're trying to seek this healing via a partner that had come, you know, that got created with their own parents. That was actually solely Mm -hmm. created so then they're trying to find a mate to kind of like correct all that uh, got created back then. And it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. And it never does work. And it's impossible. And all it does is just create like a sense of dysfunction and really like a sense of insanity within the relationship. It's completely destructive. So absolutely, you know, before anybody gets into any kind of relationship, if they did the AOM work, as they're going to have the most successful relationships and they're going to be abundant and attracting, you know, and extraordinary people that they truly actually want to attract. And I've seen this time and time again, I've been doing this for over 20 years. So I really know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about and I've seen it each and every single time. And, you know, so a lot of this program is around, you know, the breakdowns of relationships and stress, Okay, take stress out of the equation. Where's the problem ever? 
you know, stress has a lot to do with it. That stress is like self-created, you know, stress could be like self-loathing and stress could be like, I'm not good enough, but I hope if I get into this relationship that this person, this other person might actually make me feel like I am good enough or that I am whole enough and everything. And all my problems are going to be solved that I used to have and all this. It just doesn't work that way, but that's how people approach relationships and mates. You know, so yeah, I would imagine there's a lot of uh, baggage that people have to work through. Yeah, sure but it doesn't have to take 15 years to. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't have to take 15 years of therapy either. You know, it can be done in a matter of just like days and weeks. So that most people have a lot to clean up. It's very very few people who haven't actually taken the negative charge out of their past with all their relationships, including themselves, including, you know, the car they drive and the home they live in and the neighborhoods they grew up in, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a relationship mm-hmm. to everything. So, and that yeah. dictates what we experience. You must have a website. I do. It's getyourlifenow.com. Okay. And it's chock right, full of all kinds of Okay, sounds good. And I'm also available for half-hour complimentary consultations to talk more about what I do with people and what they can expect. And, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for calling in. So on your website, I'm in lieu of a consultation. Um, I imagine that you have articles or information there that would be comprehensive enough for people to realize uh, what you do. Oh, I do. There's lots of testimonials. There's videos on there with the client testimonials. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of information about what it is that I do. Absolutely. I think it's really well laid out. And then I always recommend people to get the the website at Good Peruse before they come back and then set up a complimentary consultation. So that way I can answer any kind of outstanding questions. Um, and the form for for a range of our consultation is on the bottom of the first page, homepage. Okay. What's that? All right. And the name of the site again? GetYourLifeNow.com. GetYourLifeNow.com. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. I'll give it a um, I'll check it out. Beautiful. Thank you so much for calling. Sure. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Wow, that was a really fun and interesting phone call. Uh, really great talking with that gentleman. I mean, good, good information, good questions, good inquiries, good stuff. Yeah. So we're going back to what we were talking about here. Number three, the AOM system dramatically allows stress, anxiety, and depression to fall away for good. It's an airtight system that allows one to feel the powerful positive effects of within the first few minutes of starting because it's a manual for life, for attaining happiness and success in all area of one's life. And it's a no-brainer to do. It's foolproof. And, yes, it works for everyone every time. 
Moving on to number four, forget about those nail salon, ladies. Go back to painting your own nails and trade it in for a massage. Get a massage. With countless foot spas, it makes it very affordable to do at least on a daily basis. For what it costs, go out to a nice center. You could have an hour massage or two every single night. Besides, relaxing the tension store in your body, it improves mental health, clarity, disposition, mood, and it promotes circulation of precious oxygen-filled blood. It releases endorphins. It's powerful, so go for one and a half hours and reap even more benefits in one sitting. It also promotes fat loss by breaking up stubborn fat and helping tenderize it so it can be broken down and eliminated through the body. Really, the benefits have a long list attached to it. So discover that long list yourself. Put yourself on a regimen. You deserve it, no matter what you may think and what you may say to yourself. Number five, read a book. I can hardly believe that reading has gone by the wayside when it is one of the best things you could ever do for your well-being, your mind, your body, your emotional health. I mean, did you know that reading improves your concentration, comprehension, your vocabulary, your mental focus? And who doesn't need that? Today in this multitasking, totally distracting world we live in, where we've created this such a thing called attention deficit disorder, because we're not practicing the concentration skills. We're not practicing comprehending our vocabulary's gone down the tubes, you know, and our focus as well. It's also a tremendous stress buster because you, you, you go on your own pace, and that is therapeutic. You just go at your own pace, not like watching a movie where, or, you know, television where it just comes at you, bang, 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 bang. You're going at this pace that works for you, it's relaxing. People often say they don't read because it makes them feel sleepy. Well, actually, the fact that reading is making them sleepy is a huge red flag. It says that they're, they, are, they are tired. They are stressed. They're tired. It's, it's not that they're dis- or, uh, disinterested or bored, but that they are finally relaxing and letting go a little and the fatigue overtakes them. It's a sign of exhaustion, which we should never be experiencing that level of tiredness that proves that we're operating with too high of levels of stress because we weren't designed to live with chronic stress. So even more of a reason to read on a daily basis to create more of a state of being that's relaxed more often than stressed. Read something inspiring if you want to feel peace in your life. Inspiring stories are never boring, and they add to the overall quality of your life by giving you ideas that never would have come without the reading practice you picked up. It's spring and watching the blooming trees, the birds, the baby animals, all the new life comes springing to life. It makes me reflect on my own sense of rebirth and renewal. You know, I, I often, been last few days, I've been kind of observing spring coming to life. I, I think about the old movies I've watched, people on vacation. You know, it might be a group of people who rent a vacation home, and they have this leisurely breakfast at the rental home, and then they may take a walk or play a game of tennis or 
maybe someone stays behind and just reads a book and in the evening they 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 uh relaxingly they just gather a well around a well prepared meal and while away the hours in conversation relaxed yet interesting conversations or another movie I saw once is they, they rented a house by the sea and they're just laying by the pool or the sea and they sunbathe, they meditate. Another one is, you know, having a chit chat conversation or reading a book or the newspaper or whatever, you know, a magazine. And perhaps they come back in the evening and then they take a nap before gathering for dinner, you know, or the, they go play some tennis or something during the day. I mean, it's all so relaxing. It's all letting go. It's all a form of meditation. Just being profoundly in the moment of the day. There's no phones. There's no television. No movies. And I promise each one of you, if you were to spend a week or two doing this, you'd have zero stress and total healing would take place. A complete rebirth. That's how powerful a course as such would be. Number six, plan to do a day of nothing. That's right, nothing. Actually, simply turn your phone's internet clocks off for the day. Ask yourself, what do I want right now? Where would I would like to be? Maybe read a book or listen to some music, take a walk. Anything that answers to your soul, your inner self really needs. The fact you may struggle with this practice is proof that you need it more than you could have imagined. If you find it difficult not to do something, then you're that person who would benefit the most from doing this. You will discover a person you never knew, and this discovery of who you really are will bring the most profound peace you've ever experienced. Number seven, this next practice follows nicely. Number six, I just mentioned, ask yourself if I could do anything at all right this minute, what would it be, really? If I had a magic wand, what would I truly want? Maybe it's to be on the beach. But there's no way to quickly access a beach that day. That's okay. Think about the elements of a beach. Water, sun, fresh air. What do you have to work with? Maybe there's a lake, a river, a brook, or pond. Any kind of body of water will work. Just make it work. <laughs> I want to shout out to E! Entertainment for having me on their Grammy show. Hey, if I didn't do it during the last show, I'm doing it now. Thank you for the production company, Bigger Boat Incorporated, for such a wonderful experience. Everyone was a joy to work with. I want to thank you for listening in. You are so appreciated, and I'm wishing you so much love, magic, and miracles. And Until next week, find me on GetYourLifeNow.com and IntuitiveLifeBySterling.com. My social media icons are listed on the top right of the page. Subscribe to the show. Continue writing in. Let us know what kind of topics or guests you'd like for us to feature on the show. Thank you so much, and good night. Until or good morning until next week, Wednesday. Take care, everyone. April 7th. See you then. Welcome to Manifestation Mastery on Blog Talk Radio. Life-changing manifestations with your host, Sterling Meyer. 